0: Hello everyone, I am Alexandra Nyamoyaboi, here with a brand new UNajua series unpacking the current state of Africa's music industry. And contributing insights for this series is Ghanaian founder, Yo Asamani. This is Unajua, where we offer minimal actionable responses to important questions in about 15 minutes or less. But before we get stuck into the episode, let's do this. To earn some African Tech Roundup token, here's this week's proof of light question. Who is the most globally streamed African artist on Spotify? Stay listening to the end of the episode for the answer. Then fill out the Google form linked to the show notes with your name, email address, Silo address, and the correct answer to today's question. If you don't already have a social token wallet and Silo address, get with the program by signing up at wallet.socialstack.co. Yuasa Mani is a co founder and CEO of a mobile record label called BOS. Yo previously co founded DoWeb, a mobile app that offered pretty nifty music messaging services. On this scene setting podcast, Yo offers insights into the current state of Africa's music industry and which players are worth paying attention to. Take a listen.
1: I think it it really mirrors what's happening across the world. I think the same thing we're experiencing in Africa, we're experiencing in Europe, we're experiencing in the Far East and whatnot. And what what exactly is that? I think it's it's just the, the digital experience, in my opinion. And I say this because today, really anybody can be a musician. It's never been easier to record music. Um, you and I can record this conversation right now. We can hit record and then we can upload it to a digital distributor and have it on all of the streaming platforms in a space of a couple of hours max. So it's never been easier to make music. That That's my point. I'm mm-hmm. comparing it to a time not too long ago when you had to have a recording studio. You had to have a professional recording studio. I had to have somebody professionally master my music. We don't need that Today, I mean, you can still do it, don't get me wrong. It's advisable that you record and, you know, you you master your music with professional, like, engineers and stuff. But if you don't have the resources to do all of that, you can record on your laptop or on your phone and use a digital distributor and get it sent to YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, all of the sort of streaming platforms. So that's why I say it mirrors the rest of the world. Now, in Africa, we never stopped making music. I feel like what's happening now is that we're getting a lot more visibility because of the ease of making music and distributing it globally. Now, let's talk globally. We've got amazing diaspora all over the world. This essentially acts as our sort of like first, our first fans when we distribute globally. It's Ghanaians and Nigerians that are living in in parts of Europe and parts of the US and Australia and whatnot and further afield. They're typically connecting with us in the first instance and spreading our influence to other cultures. So the state of the music industry in Africa today, I think is great. We're in a time where I can be based in Lagos, so I can be based in Joburg, and I can have fans in Berlin, New York, Paris, in Lund, (laughs) Sweden, in wherever the world. Just because I can distribute digitally And I can talk to my fans on Instagram Live or on Twitch. The point that I'm trying to make here is the state of the music industry in Africa mirrors the rest of the world in the sense that anybody can make music and you can find fans anywhere in the world. And you can mine those fans because you get analytics from all of your streaming platforms and your social media platforms that tells you where you are, what you should be doing and what your opportunities are. So I generally think that's the state of the music industry in Africa. In the modern times or in present day, we're seeing a lot of investment coming to Africa in the music industry, from labels to tech platforms. They're coming there because they see that our output is high. We're continuously making music. We're putting it out. It's a great time because a lot of us have realized that we can reach global audiences and it's cost effective to make music. So we're doing that. However, it's not going to last forever. Because anybody can make music means that there's a hell of a lot of competition. So now really the next step is in this mess of so much music, how do you stand out? How, how do you sort of differentiate? In terms of the players, I think internationally, some of the most popular artists coming out from Africa are the likes of, obviously, Burner Boy. At one point in time a boy was independent and he grinded extremely hard to get to where he got to so it's admirable that he he made it as independent and is potentially now semi-independent and I would like to think that the deal structure he has could be favorable because he's had an independent hustle and I think that is very important for for artists to think about is before going into any deal try to build some leverage by hustling independently building your audience independently, you know, getting traction independently. So when you're sitting at a, the deal table, you understand your audience, you understand your potential, you understand your revenue potential, not just for the next album, but for the rest of your career. And you're able to negotiate terms that favor you and your, your brand. But um, the players, obviously, I mentioned Burn Burnboy, Kid, definitely. In the U.S., they were calling his, his single Song of the Summer. You know, so much that, you know, the song was already Song of the Summer and, you know, Justin Bieber went and remixed, really just added a verse to the song. Great for Justin Bieber because it kind of adds a, makes his brand multidimensional or even more multidimensional, but it does the same thing for WizKid as well. Taps into an additional audience. So essentially it's a win-win scenario. So of course, like the players, is them from an international perspective. Tia Savage, of course. But loads of people, if I talk about the independents, there's people like Stoneboy. You know, Stoneboy is a Canadian artist. Um, Stoneboy is great because he's independent on his own label. I think it's called Bushington. I think that's what it's it's called. I mean, you know, he's doing reasonably well. If you check his streaming numbers on streaming services and on, on YouTube, he's doing pretty well. You know, a few million streams. But for an independent artist, what that means is great because it means you're getting the lion's share. And it's not just about getting a lot of money. It's really about being a revenue-generating business so that you can put others on and you can invest and you can grow your business as an empire. And really, artists really should be looking at their music brands as empires. You know, it's not just music streams. There are other revenue streams. There's merchandise. There's investments. There's touring. There is subscriptions. That's why I keep referring to it as a business. It is multidimensional today. Now, of course, as well well in, in East Africa, there are players like Southie Soul, who were also featured on Werner Boy's last album. They recently signed a joint venture label deal, which is great because the stand is a joint venture. So they already had their leverage and they signed it with Universal Music. They're a great example of actually grinding and then, you know, working hard and then knowing your leverage and getting partnership deals in place. There are quite a few players in East Africa, too numerous to mention. Southern Africa, of course, has loads of, there's loads of artists there as well. One stand-up for me is Mafarisa, I think it's called, he's called. You know, he's worked with the likes of, in terms of production, he's worked with the likes of WizKid, of course, Drake, Major Lazer. He's got great credits and he is also on his own label independently. I can't only single him out. There's loads. The South African scene from like Kwaito to like hip hop to like house is crazy. You know, I personally grew up in Southern Africa. So the South African music scene has always been very, very impactful. Moving on from from the artist side, in terms of the players, let's talk about technology now. Who are the platforms that are enabling artists across the continent? Recently, Spotify relaunched in several African territories. It'll be interesting to see what they're doing, because the way we consume music on the continent, by and large, is quite different from the way it's consumed in the West what I mean is from a streaming service perspective, YouTube is very well integrated across the continent, but YouTube is free. Spotify, Apple Music have subscriptions. So I don't think they're going to go the regular route of like a $15 or $9 monthly subscription. Of course, they already have offers in place to onboard the masses, but it'll be interesting to see how they get the listeners to use them because I don't think it's realistic to just have the same kind of pricing models. I know that they're partnering with the, with the big telcos. We know that like on the continent, the telcos have a huge influence across the continent. You know, they've got their hands in several pies beyond music in terms of the day to day lives of the people across the continent, you know, from mobile money to shopping to telecommunications, obviously. And I think They're an obvious partner for the streaming services. So the streaming services or the digital music companies that seem to be doing a lot of work on the continent are Spotify, of course, Apple Music, of course, recently, Tidal, of course, recently. In terms of platforms that, in my opinion, you know, I'd love to debate this um, and hear other opinions that seem to be closer to culture. Our platforms like Boomplay, even Boom, even though Boomplay is not necessarily homegrown, I believe Boomplay is from the Far East, but you know what they've done is hired and put a bunch of executives in place who are homegrown, which makes sense because then the face of the brand appears to be homegrown, but that's okay as long as you know the right things are being done. Audio Mac is another one that comes to, comes to mind. I know Audio Mac is, I believe it wasn't founded on the continent. It doesn't have to be founded on the continent, but it, it, what they seem to be doing is they be they seem to be working closely with artists on the ground and executives on the ground. So in terms of the platforms that are on the continent trying to actually bring African music, and African, not African music because African artists have been using these platforms, right, streaming. But in terms of the listeners, trying to get the listeners to actually commit and subscribe to their platforms, those are essentially the the main ones. I don't mention YouTube because I think YouTube is a whole different animal. It's a whole different beast. Even though YouTube have their own subscription service, from my like eight year old niece to like you know my seventy year old uncle, they're all using YouTube free and listening and watching whatever they want to listen and watch to and see the same thing we all watch wherever you are in the world so we can't sleep on youtube i think youtube's an interesting one i know youtube's got like a great musical department Tuma had created or at least led the spotify playlist rap rap caviar Tuma, he's uh, i believe he's african based in the the u.s and he did big things for spotify created the the rap caviar playlist which is like notorious in hip-hop you know if you get on the rap caviar playlist the almost guaranteed trillion streams. Okay, not really a trillion <laughs> streams. But anyway, it's the most popular hip hop playlist. But anyway, Tuma is now at YouTube, and I believe he's responsible for urban music at YouTube. So I think we're going to see great things there. From my perception, he is a hip hop head, which means that obviously he's serving the genre very well globally. But uh, it'll be interesting to see. I'm sure he's got strategies in place for how YouTube are going to make themselves present on the continent. That's why I say you know, don't sleep on YouTube because they're not getting people to pay on the continent, but silently they're growing fast. There was a number, I can't remember the number, I just read it like last week. They've hit a milestone in terms of how many people they're getting to pay for their subscription service. However, they've got all of these users on the general YouTube platform, which I'm sure they're slowly trying to
0: convert. But before we go, here's the answer to this week's proof-of-play question. Who is the most globally streamed African artist on Spotify? The answer, according to Spotify, is Nigeria's Damini Ebunulua Ogulu, a.k.a. Burner Boy. Remember to get some African Tech Roundup token. Go ahead and fill out the Google Form link to the show notes with your name, email address, seal address, and the correct answer to today's question. Again... If you don't really have a social token wallet and Silo address, get with the program by signing up at wallet.socialstack.co. That's all for now. Until next time, and have a great week.